This show is funded by listeners. To get Four, involved and to get this show early three, every single two, week, one. head over to patreon.com slash okbeast. Three, two, one. I'm going to adjust my microphone here. You can keep this in, too. All right. What is going on, everybody? If things are sounding a little different, there is a reason for that. Uh, you are listening to episode 191. And yeah, this is the OKB's OK podcast, a weekly show where we get together to talk about the biggest topics in video games and nerd culture. I... I guess for the first time in like, what, 100 episodes, maybe, I'm Ian Burchell. I'll be the host today. Um, and there's a reason for that. But before we do that, I want to throw it over to Alex. What's up, Alex? How are you, Mr. Alexander Van Aken? Hello. You're doing a great job hosting. Oh, yeah? Is that not sarcasm? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was not I know. I, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, genuine realness. Good. And that's kind of what this episode's all about. Um, so I guess as the... I was going to say like HR, but that's not the case. Like, so when things get heavy and when things, you know, require like mental health knowledge or stuff like that, um, I like to kind of step in and kind of lead the reins. And when, you know, all these different protests started to happen, um, when Corona happened, I like feel like I needed to step up more in our group, in the OK Beast group and like kind of take more of a, a leadership role to kind of help you guys out. Right. And that's kind of the first thing we're going to talk about here is we're gonna do a little mental health check-in, uh, with Alex and I, uh, Brandon isn't here right now. He couldn't make it today. Um, because he's just busy. It's a Sunday. We have a weird we're recording. Recording. Yeah, recording a different day. Yeah. Again. And one of the reasons why we're recording today and not at our usual day is because, you know, the world is changing around us. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to get the, super happy peppy energy to do a podcast when the world does not align with that right it feels not genuine it feels mm -hmm. fake and you know this whole week we've been kind of struggling and even last week as well to like i don't know just to to treat things like they're normal because they're not right and the world outside of this podcast is trying to reach a new normal and it felt really shitty like for lack of a better term to try and treat situations like they weren't happening um so this episode is going to be a little bit different than every other episode that we've had. Uh, it's going to be much shorter and it's going to be focusing more on, you know, stuff that's kind of going on outside of gaming. So, you know, if that's not for you, I totally understand that. I totally respect that. If you want some sort of like mental sort of oasis or escape from these current situations, unfortunately, you won't be able to find it here, at least not with this episode. Um, so, yeah, you can take a little pause and then we can, you can come back to another episode if you want. We are going to talk a little bit about video games just because that's how Alex and I it's our coping mechanism, right? And I, yeah, I'm not going to speak yeah. for Alex. To, that's not his only mecha mechanism for coping, but it's definitely mine for sure. Um, so we're going to talk about also that. eating and dude, me too, bro. Honestly, <laughs> I've been there, dude. I was there yesterday. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if this episode seems weird or choppy or if there's like long pauses or whatever, like it's it's because we just want to be genuine. We just want to be real with everybody. You know, we've been doing this show for 191 episodes, right? And getting over like normal bullshit from our like daily lives, right? Is hella easy, right? Like you, you can ignore some bullshit for like an hour, right? Talking to your friends, right? Yeah. But yeah, like you can turn it on. Yeah. And even like, if you're having a bad day. Exactly. Exactly. But like this is beyond like I got into a fight with my dad. This is beyond, I don't know, they don't have the ice cream flavor that I want. This is like really heavy stuff. And I wanted to make sure that we treated the episode as such. 
Um, and I want to kind of take some stress and pressure away from Alex because, you know, Alex works really hard and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I stepped up in this scenario. Um, so we're going to open up, I guess, this episode with a little mental health check in. Um, so Alex, how are you doing, bud? Are you okay? Everything good over there? Like, do you want to just tell us how your week has been? Like, how's everything been going? Yeah. I mean, uh, this week has, I've just been like focusing on, and to be clear, like we're recording this, like um oh yeah time week capsule after, yeah, week, like, wh- like what week and a half after the death of george floyd mm-hmm. and um there's a lot of stuff going on in, in our country right now on top of you know just coronavirus um 2020 hits but, different 100 uh, percent. yeah for real dude um and so yeah this week just been trying to focus on um you know listening and amplifying and just like kind of being very introspective and you know looking at what i need to to do to be a better ally um, for um, our black friends and the black community as mm-hmm. a whole, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so just very introspective week, you know, um, a lot of ups and downs. It's been great seeing a lot of our friends get some recognition this week that they deserve. For sure. For um, sure. I know like you know, pretty much there's been so many people, too many to list, but it's been really cool to see, you know, uh, people like, Khalif from Spawn on Me, like getting so much oh, love this week and so late, and so late. Like, bro, Kyle's oh, been real. doing this shit for so long, and like it's always been good. And like we talked to him pretty yeah. recently on a Patreon episode, and, and it's it's crazy to think about what we talked about in that episode, and then what has been happening in America at large. Because you know, for those that are listening, I'm white, right? In case I don't know if that ever is mentioned, because <laughs> I, I hope it's assumed or not hope, like. I assume that you guys assume that I'm white because that's what I am, a white Jewish dude from New Jersey, right? And Ka is a black dude from New York originally. So we sat down and we talked about like, you know, the gaming space and like race and how that sort of intersects and, you know, making relationships and genuine relationships and how to talk to people both in business and in the real world. And and it's so interesting to think about that conversation and about how real and honest we were with each other at least from my POV, I hope that Kyle was being honest with me. Um, and then to see these situations where like that level of realness and honesty and like that dialogue of, of, you know, people having a back and forth about how their scenarios, their lives are different. And these are the differences and these are the similarities, right? That is something that I've learned is a privilege. Like not every person in the world has that opportunity, Right. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where yeah. we're at. Um, but besides the, um, besides the protests and besides the, you know, things that are going on, like, are you good? Is everything good with you or? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've been, I mean, speaking of protests, Kale and I, um, went and, and attended a protest nice. yesterday nice. on Saturday for a few hours and, um, it's really powerful. You know, there's some speakers, mm. um, uh, one speaker was from like the NAACP. There, there's several insightful speakers and just kind of brought new perspective. Like, you, you know, you think you're woke, you think you're, you know, <laughs> an ally. And then somebody's like, you know, they say something like, oof, that like cut me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was just like a, an insightful day and, and a day for mourning and, uh, you know, standing up for, um, you know, ag- standing up against racism. And so we marched, we, we had like a moment of silence for like nine minutes uh, it was, it was a pretty uh, interesting day, very powerful. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, just trying to, trying to recognize like, how can I be different? Mm. Like, and then the speakers, they were like, are you doing this for you? So you can feel good and pat yourself on the back. Or are you doing this to be different? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So things like that, very insightful. Um, and uh, I really appreciated it. But um, and then on top of that stuff, like I've just been uh, kind of took a break from content for the week, had some stuff planned that was going to drop and was like, you know what, that can wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been kind of like I've honestly I've been I've been in inside of Unity game engine mm-hmm. all week long making you wow. know, I, learning, learning I, how to make games. kind of coincidental that yeah. it's called Unity game engine. Wow. At a time like this. Dang. That was, that's not a joke, oh, man. That, I was making an that's observation. Un, that, was an, that was an unreal joke. I hate you um, so much. I swear to God. <laughs> no, but I've been messing around in Unity. Like, uh, I've got a couple ideas for some games mm. and just like uh, trying to trying to get the bearings and trying to. Um, man, it's it's just so hard, dude. Even the simplest thing mm. like is so difficult, and I have so much respect <laughs> for people that make games. But I want to keep I want to keep um, keep at it and and see if I can make something cool. Uh, I'm not trying to make like the next Zelda or anything, but like just little small games nice. that um, would be fun to play and, and we'll see what happens. But so I've been doing that. Um, I've played a little bit of Valorant this week with you oh, yeah. and, a, and a few other people. And I got back into Escape from Tarkov. Um, it's, it's just been a weird week, like jumping around in various multiplayer games, honestly. Yeah. Um, on the topic of games and on to- the topic of, you know, art and creation and stuff like that. Again, so... I always feel weird talking about myself as if people like it's understood, right? Like I said earlier that I'm white, like there might be someone who this is their first episode and they, they might not know that. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah. as a former psychological professional, right? My degree is in psychology, right? If, you know, during these times you feel like you can't focus or you can't like kind of maintain your attention on one thing, right? There's a chance that, you know, we're inundated with so much information day after day between, I, we just talked about earlier, Corona and that now, like how our country is making these sweeping changes right now. And people are really out there doing their best to force that change upon the world, right? We're inundated with like tons of traumatic stuff, right? Like every day, I feel like it's something new on Twitter that I need to see, right? But is also just plain, simple traumatic, right? Um, yeah. With, you know, this trigger warning for anyone who's listening, you know, with with Corona, right. Seeing people's dead bodies get thrown into furnaces or whatever, like in the back of hospitals. Right. And then now, you know, see, seeing police officers brutalize just everyone it's, it's indiscriminate. Right. Like I see that maybe close to 30 to 40 times a day. Right. So, yeah. And that's kind of why it it is a lot, man. And, and the thing is, that's why I kind of wanted to take the reins on this episode just to do a check-in with you guys. And I've been trying to push more for us to check in with each other to make sure that we're good. Um, because, you know, the internet for all of its benefits is also this machine that can just transmit psychologically damaging stuff to you. So if anyone who's listening right now is like, you know, having these symptoms where you're like, I'm usually not depressed, but like, I'm, I'm feeling like I can't focus. I can't do what I want to do. I feel no joy from anything like that's normal. Right. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that, you know, their pain is heard. And like, if things aren't feeling normal it's because they're not normal right and to do your best to take some time for you this week listening people listening and also you alex to just like try and decompress get outside if you can obviously stay six feet apart be mindful of that um just take a breath and just try and find something to decompress as best as you can um so that's kind of my like small piece of advice today um so to actually before i even do my mental health check-in or anything like that Alex, I want to ask you something, um, and this might be an awkward question. Um, so, again, for people that don't know, I was born in New Jersey in the north, right? Alex, you were born in Virginia? 
yeah in the yeah. south right um and also mm-hmm. you're christian or catholic i can't i can never remember the difference protestant christian and i wasn't until i was 17 so naturally again if you're listening now this conversation is going to get uncomfortable for everybody involved even even for us right i've known alex for many years he's one of my closest friends but like these are conversations that don't occur every single day right so trying to navigate these waters is going to naturally just be a little bit unnatural for us right because yeah i would like to think that alex and i have you know surrounded ourselves with people that are inclusive people who are you know who are mindful who are really trying to do their part in every community right like we're going to talk about those people after this like after the end of this the episode proper of people we want to highlight in the black community right but it's a thing where you don't talk about it because there's either guilt associated with it like you're not doing enough or like you don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable right but there are conversations that we mm-hmm. need to have right and it's obvious now yeah that how can i describe it things that are happening to black people right now in america it is not black people's fault it is white people's fault so the fact that all of us as a collective are like no matter what religion or like what air quotes type of white person you are these conversations need to happen on a wide scale with multiple groups of people breaking past that awkward barrier because if we don't do it we're never going to do it that's just how we are as a people um and to quote someone on twitter that i saw today i don't have a direct line to quote i'd rather see my white friends be uncomfortable than see my black friends killed right and i think that's i saw that too and that is again and like for anyone who's listening, yeah, it's some random white dudes spouting Twitter platitudes or whatever. But like, it's true. I, and I think that it's important that, you know, we try and do our part as best as we can. Right. So if it means me having an awkward conversation on a podcast with Alex, a good friend of mine, then it's it's something that I have to do. And it's something that I need to do and I want to do. Um, so, yeah. And hmm. I mean, like, and also keep in mind, like these conversations, you know, about uh, racism and, you know, confronting, you know, being introspective and like you need to have those conversations offline too. Like there's a lot of people, you know, like I can, I can tweet out, you know, whatever on Twitter, I would say 80% of the people that follow me agree with me. Right. Mm. But there's like so many others who, that I know in real life who are not that way. And so Mm. there's a lot of conversations that need to happen there as well regarding, you know, privilege and, you know, how we treat and how we view subconsciously or 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 uh, overtly mm. how we view um, the black community and and you know kind of Implicit being willing biases. to check ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. Um, being willing to check ourselves and recognize when we are you know obviously as a you know I am I'm twenty year old white dude uh, I like to think that uh, I am empathetic and and believe in human dignity and um, you know and specifically I don't intend to, you know, be complicit in, you know, and racism, but, you know, you grow up as a white person for 28 years, you are inherently in a, in a system and in an environment that puts down black people. You have inherited a lot of subconscious, like Ian said, a lot of subconscious biases that, uh, biases that you, um, have to be willing to recognize and, and stifle mm. and it's, it's an ongoing process right like yeah. you mentioned um we mentioned that you know i i uh, am uh, a christian that's that's kind of my my faith and one of the one of the processes uh in christianity if you um are familiar with it it's called the, it's this process called sanctification and it's that every day 
uh, you are trying to get better and better, mm. essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think that applies to even if you aren't, you know, religious whatsoever, like just the process of getting better every day, edifying yourself, sanctifying yourself, if you want to call it that, like mm. the process of trying to become better every single day. Like, I think that applies to everybody. Mm. Um, and I think like that is that is something that I, that has been at the forefront of my mind. Um, but especially especially lately. Mm. Um, and yeah, just encourage people to like take a look like. You know, you might not mean to be racist, but, you know, you might you might subconsciously be doing something that is, you know, some sort of microaggression or or whatever. Like check yourself, listen to people, especially mm. who are, you know, listen to black people, especially who are like, you know, calling these things out, like listen yeah. and and recognize, am I in, am I doing this subconsciously? Am I doing this? Um, am I harming, you know, my black friends and neighbors by doing this, whatever it is, you know, a behavior, a thought like. You got to be willing to check yourself and, and to get better. And it's, it's yeah. a going to be a continual process. This isn't in two weeks, yeah. this problem is yeah. going to be over. Even, even if some like radical policy is enacted that fixes, you know, a couple things like th the process you, somebody's at the, at this rally I went to yesterday, mm -hmm. they said that we please, need you. Can you, can you uh, please, uh, can we call it a protest instead? Because two guys talking about a rally, I think, is is in poor oh, yeah, taste, I think, yeah. given the situation. <laughs> I, I was at this protest yesterday, and um, this, this speaker, she was a black woman. Um, she was saying, like, we need you to be engaged. And, um, you know, the next time this happens, and it will happen because that's what our country does to black people, uh, I hope that I'm not sitting in front of a bunch of strangers. Mm. Um, and she was just saying, like, you, we need to be engaged, you know. Not only in the next, the coming, the coming weeks, the coming months, the coming years, she said, I need you to be engaged until your last breath. And I was like, yeah, like that is, it is a, it is, we're in it for the long haul, right? Yeah. If we want to be different we want to, we want to change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. For sure. And I'm, I'm, the reason why I wanted to ask you originally is because I wanted to know what your opinion was vis-a-vis um, -vis, like growing up in the South, right? Because again, we grew up in completely different areas, yeah. right? Like Northern New Jersey, 10 minutes from New York is very different from Virginia, right? Um, yeah. But you yeah. kind of, you just spoke pretty much like your desires and like what you want, right? And I assume those desires and wants are deriv derived from, you know, how you grew up, right? Um, so before I get into like, I like prepared this like s sort of thing that I wanted to say um, before that I actually like sat down and, and wrote. Um, but like before I even get into that, so obviously Alex and I have never, been on the receiving end of racism, right? Um, yeah. And I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, um, but I'm Jewish, right? And I don't stereotypically look Jewish, right? I'm a blonde guy, pretty tall. Like, I don't know what the stereotypical Jewish features are. I don't have, like, um, a fucking yarmulke. I don't wear the talit. I don't carry, like, my Talmud with me. Like, I don't speak Hebrew in public, right? Um, and, you know... I grew up in a predominantly black and Jewish neighborhood growing up. And it was this thing where, especially now, like hearing all these stories about, you know, people, people having their kids and sit, sitting them down and being like uh, black children specifically being like, Hey, listen, people are going to treat you different. People are going to look down at you for this certain thing. Um, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. And I remember a conversation that I had with my dad you know, but I didn't ha I didn't have that conversation when I was a kid. I had that conversation when I was 18 and I was going to a very traditional sort of like Pennsylvania school. Right. 
And my dad sat me down as a grown man and was like, hey, you know, not every town is like here, right? We grew up in a very fortunate situation, right? Not only is our community here vis-a-vis like the Jewish people, right? Um, But also we had, you know, people who share our strife, right? Like black people, you know, have been going through this and are still going through this thing for a very, very long time, right? So we were thankful to have like a community adjacent to us that like understood our plight when it came to anti-Semitism, right? And, you know, my dad just warned me. He's like, listen, you're going to meet some rural white folks, white Christian waspy people that aren't going to get it, right? And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, shut up. Like, it's fine. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. The first day of school, we were talking about something and I had, I think I had a menorah in my room. Cause it was like, you know, school starts around like September, October. It's near where Hanukkah is or whatever. And yeah. someone says, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's my menorah. And the guy goes, oh, you're Jewish. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, where are your horns? And he started laughing at me. And, you know, growing up in a town where like, you know, everyone's Jewish, we get, you know, Jewish holidays off and stuff, you know, the only Jewish jokes that I was hearing was from other kids I went to Hebrew school with. Right. And, you know, I saw people going around online today being like, what radicalized you? And meaning like what made you self-aware of these situations where, you know, there is inequality and there are people that are out there who either are not empathetic or don't give a shit about you or willing to put you down. Right. And I knew that existed. Obviously I went to Hebrew school for like my entire life learning about, you know, I, I was like 13, like watching videos about D-Day and, you know, World War II and listening to like Anne Frank novels or whatever in Hebrew school, like at a very, very, very young age, you know, you're, there's a term in, um, in Hebrew called Lador Vador and it means from generation to generation. And, you know, sometimes that's used in Hebrew school to talk about pain, right? Pain is not isolated to you, right? If your entire community has this pain, it goes from you to the next generation. It doesn't go away in one moment. It doesn't go away when you die. Right. And mm-hmm. that resonated with me when it happened. Right. Cause I, I had, I wouldn't be here right now if my grandparents didn't flee from the Holocaust or whatever. Um, you know, I heard like horror stories from my, my uncle and my, um, my grandpa about stuff that happened out there in like Russia and Germany and stuff. Um, but you, you just kind of, I don't know, you're a kid growing up, you're playing game boy in your parents' house. You don't really think about it. Right. Especially when you have a town that's kind of cool. Right. And in that moment, like, I can't even describe to you what was going on in my head. Like it was this f- horrifying fusion of like rage and com- like, I-, I didn't even know what to do. I was like in a new situation. I wanted to make friends and I was like, haha, yeah. And I just kind of looked at the ground and that was like one of many times where like that became a problem to the point where I didn't even tell anybody anymore unless they were already my friend. Right. And you know, that's nothing. That's like maybe one one hundredth of what black people feel. Right. And the reason why I wanted to say that story now is not to make it about me or anything that happens with, you know, the Jewish community. Right. I wanted to say that story as a way of like showing solidarity. Right. Is that, you know, just because you're white does not mean you're safe. Right. Just because, you know, your ex doesn't mean you're safe. Right. There are. There are tons of groups in America that are hurting for different reasons, and they're they're also disproportionately fucked with. But black people have it by far the worst. So if you have any shred of empathy and you are a part of any of these sort of disenfranchised groups, if we can't as a group, as a unit, support and defend 
our black community, our black friends, right? Then we don't deserve to have them as friends or community, right? And I, the, the reason why I wanted to leave this conversation is because, you know, and do the mental health check-ins and stuff is that I repressed that memory, you know? This shit came back up after this stuff kind of started and it hurt, you know? And imagine going through that your entire life, right? I can tell people that I'm not Jewish, right? That's something I can divulge, right? I have blonde yeah. hair. I have like, you know, my, my dad's side is half German. Like, you know, I can get away with it, right? That's not privileged information, yeah. right? Kind of up to you yeah. currently. Yeah, it's up to me. And there, I'm saying this story because at the end of the day, I want to say that that's not an option for black people. I have the option to the point where I blocked out tons of memories about anti-Semitism. Black people can't do that. There is no option for them. So if you hear that story and you're like, whoa, Ian, like I've been listening to this guy for like a year or whatever, and I can't believe that he's told that story. Guess what? That's one one hundredth of the pain that black people go through every single fucking day and they don't have a choice. So that means that we don't have a choice with what we need to do. So we need to help. So if you're on the fence right now or if you're listening and you're like, you're one of those people who kind of. I don't know, diffuses the situation or deflects or ignores it, right? I get why you would want to do that. Because it's hard. But. Now more than ever, we need to do something, anything. So that's what I'm, I told that personal story as a way to kind of like implore people to just be more empathetic. So I'm gonna go into the thing that I actually wrote down. So I actually need some water first, one second. So there are three kind of small things. And again, if you're listening right now and you're like this fucking white Jewish kid, is spouting platitudes at me. Hey, I'm sorry. I apologize. But this is the only way that Alex and I feel like we can even do anything, right? I'm not going to sit here and fucking joke about how Assassin's Creed Valkyrie is fucking boring. I'm not going to sit here and joke about how Mario can do a backflip dunk in NBA Street Volume 3. It's not the week for that, right? What I was going to say was there's three kind of things that I wanted to talk about before we get into like stuff that happened in our actual weeks or even minor video game stuff. Uh, and these three points are history, empathy and accountability. Right. I, I kind of like wrote this down to help you if you are if you feel helpless, if you feel you can't do anything. Right. This is what you can do. History. Point one, read a fucking book or better yet. Now, more than ever, people of all ages are posting stories on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever the fuck. Listen to people spreading those stories and then fact check them after. I learned something today about Central Park. Central Park used to be home to a giant, massive black community. There I saw that. Uh, did you see the Vice video on it? I didn't. But guess what? Breaking down. The, there's an entire video that. on this. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. There were three churches, a cemetery, multiple, over 200, 300 people, a thriving black community, right? Yeah. And they were immigrant black people. They weren't just like black people from America. They were from all over, right? It was this amazing hallmark of, of a black community, right? And you know what happened? Imminent domain. White people kicked them out. And you want to know why I didn't learn that? And, and the thing that I said earlier, I went to a school that was like predominantly Jewish and black. You think that that would be a thing that they taught at our school? No. I've never heard this before, right? And this is part of the problem, is that the history that we are supposed to know to prevent from repeating, we don't know. 
right? And that's the problem. So again, history, read a fucking book. The issue with trusting the standard U.S. education system is that it's manipulated and used to sway your opinion. So many things about black history, especially, are omitted. In fact, even though... Think about what you Black say? Wall Street. I'm sorry to oh, interrupt. No, 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 go for it. Go Think for about it. Black Wall Street. This is one of those things I never never heard of um, until, you know, probably, probably a year ago. Um, yeah. And just how there was this entire bustling business community that was burned to the ground. Uh, and you don't, you don't learn about any of this. No, you know, zero. And like, it's not even like a thing where I can kind of Alex and I can illustrate this dichotomy of like, Oh, in the South, they don't teach that because of X, Y, Z. No, bro. I lived in, I lived in Northern New Jersey at a predominantly black school. And I still didn't even know this. I had a teacher named, um, Mr. Batances who was an Afro Latino dude who had a Tupac nose ring. And even I didn't know this. And he was very much teaching about anarchy and teaching about like these very specific things in black history. But here's the thing. No matter how good of a teacher you are, no matter how much of a, you know, someone you're, who is willing to go against the grain of like whitewash history, there's so much that we just don't know. There's so much that we just are willingly ignorant to growing up. So you need to be a responsible adult, a responsible person and go out and do the work, right? Because it's not black people's job to teach you, Right. It's not my job to go and and the same thing about other dis- disenfranchised communities too. It's not my job to walk down to the fucking neo-Nazi community and teach them about my grandpa or my great grandpa. It's not my job. Okay? So it's your job. It's not hard to research. Bro, it's everywhere. It's not hard. Dude. There's resource there's resources if you're willing to look. Yeah. So be willing. Okay. So number one, history, okay? Uh, in fact, even though I went to an extremely diverse high school that emphasized black history, I like we had an entire month dedicated to it and more entire sectors of our, our history classes were dedicated to it. I still didn't even know half of this stuff. Right. But history can't stop there. Learning about law enforcement, how it started, what it is, what it still is, is vital to getting a greater understanding of the current systemic problem we have today. Do your research, fact checked, always question. Okay. And if you want to get really mad, look up, um, not diplomatic immunity, um, qualified immunity, get really mad and, and look that up. Okay. And if you do get mad, that means that we're doing the right thing, right? Because that means that things are fucked up and we're learning and we need to change and, and alter the status quo, right? So that's number one, history, empathy. This is the first tagline. And I will say this a hundred thousand times to every person that I know that is complaining about the situation. This isn't about you. Okay. Close your eyes and imagine for a second, you're walking down the road and you get stopped by the cops. What happens in that exchange? If it's a positive exchange for you, then you are definitely privileged. And we can see that by the current state of what's going on right now with George Floyd, with fucking there's so many names that I can't even list any of them. Right. And yeah, half of them are children. These big, massive cases that we know about. And guess what? These are just the ones we know about. Right. So keep that in mind. So anyway, no matter what that situation entailed in your imagination, you need to acknowledge that it's different for everybody right? That's the absolute bare minimum you need to do. And you need to emphasize the fact and understand that people have a different life than you, right? Even if it's not with the police, everyone goes through completely different things, right? And our lives are informed by our histories, right? I don't know if you've probably have seen this, Alex, but someone was comparing the history of being a black person in America to playing a game of Monopoly. And they said, imagine for a second, I'm playing Monopoly with you. And I play 400 rounds with you. And instead of you getting any money, you give it directly to me. And then we play 60 rounds of Monopoly and you're still giving me about more than half, right? 
that's unfair. And that's what it feels like. At least this is from her perspective, right? Yeah. And it's fucked up. And it's true. It's a good analogy to use, right? And you need to be empathetic and understand it's not about you. It's about other people and what you can do for them, right? So moving on from that, this movement isn't about you. It's about the group, meaning all of us. Black people needed us and we failed them. We, as a unit, failed them for years. And now it's, it is up to us as a group coming to their aid because it's the right thing to do because we fucked up. So let me put it in nerd speak for you. Think about major black superheroes in the zeitgeist, right? Luke Cage, for example. Why do you think it would be a, it would be a superpower or a power fantasy for a black person, like through their icons and their iconography, to be invulnerable to bullets? Why do you think that is? Like, just fucking think, man. Like, how incredibly upsetting is that? That you grow up with these communities where a power fantasy is just not to get brutalized. Right? And it's a fucking disgrace that this country even produces this paradigm in the first place. So there's that. Okay. And the last thing, or almost the last thing, is accountability. This should go without saying, obviously. Individually, this is how it starts. Look at me, admit you're wrong. Take the L, admit that you can do better, and then do better using the steps that we talked about earlier, right? Since we can, and here's the thing. I'm not saying this as like a holier-than-thou person. I'm not. I'm not. I fuck up all the time on this show. And the first thing, and I like to, I would like to admit, and Alex can back me up on this, in our friendship, what is the first thing that I do whenever anything goes wrong in my life or something that happens where I feel like I'm in any way, shape or form in the wrong? What do I do? Uh, you ask if you're being an asshole. Yeah. Or are you in the wrong for doing this thing? Yeah. That's the bare minimum. Okay. You need to understand and keep yourself accountable. Kind of like what Alex was saying earlier as well. Right. And since we're currently in pride month, I thought it would be a beautiful time to use this example. What is pride? Pride is confidence and security of one's own existence and accomplishments, right? Now, if we lived in a just and fair world, everyone could have pride and we wouldn't need a month or a, a parade to outright express that fact. We'd all just enjoy that. But we live in a dog shit world and these events and moments are used as beacons of hope for those that need it because the world around them doesn't provide the opportunities for them to have it. Okay. Now, if you aren't a part of these groups, a la black people, POC, LGBTQIA communities, then you need to understand and actively practice the opposite of pride, and that is humility. Put your head down, your ears up, and listen. People make mistakes and fuck up. That's just the world. I get it. But you need to acknowledge two things. One, there are things that you that cannot be forgiven, okay? And you have to acknowledge the fact that maybe one day you will say or do something that is inadmissible to someone. And that's, and that's not okay. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. But you know what? It's not about being forgiven. It's about redemption for your own sake, right? If you fucked up, admit that you're wrong and do your best to change, right? I wrote here, if you're a POS your whole life and then you're an ally for 15 minutes, you didn't do shit. You have back taxes to pay. So keep paying. And number two is if you fuck up, you cannot get defensive. Becoming defensive and deflecting and shifting blame is the reason why we are all here today. No one is willing to take any sort of accountability, and by and no one, I mean white people. Take the L, admit that you're wrong, acknowledge the loss, and then learn and grow and become a better person from it. Be the type of person that earns the benefit of the doubt, not someone who is given it at birth based off the color of your skin. Earn it. And this is, to, I'm talking specifically to white people. 
Okay. I'm not talking to black people. Black people have definitely earned the benefit of the doubt. And we have abused that. You don't get a clap on the back or a high five for doing the absolute bare minimum of being a human being. Do your part, support the black community, because one day I would like to, and this is from the bottom of my heart. I literally just wrote this before the podcast started. Support the black community, because one day I would like to genuinely say that we as white people welcomed them into our community and not just as a group that silently pretended for over 400 years that everything was okay. And remember, keep this energy all fucking year. It doesn't stop when the protests stop. Okay. Now, again, Alex went to a protest. I've been raising money. You don't need to do one specific avenue to help, right? You can do multiple different things, raising money, raising awareness. There are tons of different YouTube videos you can just have playing on in the background that earn like revenue for these, these organizations that need it, right? That's obviously Black Lives Matter. There's tons of other groups as well that we're going to read off at the end. But yeah, I, I just, I needed to say that and I needed to express that, that whole thing because it's, it's infuriating to, it's infuriating to be a part of this in-group where yes, I'm, I'm white and I'm so ashamed of that. And I know why I'm ashamed of that because of everything that's happening now. And then not only that, it's, it's doubly hurtful because I like, I know about anti-Semitism. I should be the, I should be someone who is like screaming from the rooftops. This is absolute bullshit. Like my entire life. And I'll admit I've been complacent, right? And this is, I've been saying this whole thing. I wrote this whole thing down and said it as like a promise to myself is that this is, I want everyone to keep me accountable. I want to be a good ally. I want to support people and I want to be there for the rest of my life. And I want to admit that I've been fucking up. I haven't been doing everything that I could. And, you know, I wrote this on behalf of myself, but I, I assume Alex echoes the same statement. Alex and I are very close and I, I, I think that he, he agrees with me on this stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a promise. And we hope that you guys, anyone who's listening takes this promise to heart because yeah, I, I mean it, you know, it's, it's fucking awful and it's, it's shameful. So, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, I think Ian's absolutely right. And that was, um, I agree with everything that you said. Like we have to be introspective. We have to be willing to change and it, and like Ian said at the start of the show, it's on us as white people to make the change. We're the ones who made the problem. We have to be the ones that make the change, right? Like that. Otherwise it doesn't end, you know? Yeah. I mean, Hey man, cause we're the ones, we're the ones mm. who continually, we perpet perpetually mm. inst instigate and, and, you know, like I said, perpetuate the problem. Right. So, yeah. And if you listen to the show for more than a couple months, then obviously you know about blessing Adioye junior, right? A dude yeah. who for years and years and years on this podcast has did the work for us to make us better. Right. And we owe him so much for that. And we, there's no way that we could ever repay him for the work that he put in to make us better and better allies. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I was the best advocate the entire time of our friendship. Right. I'm sure that I was a piece of shit or that I said something bad or whatever. And I can't ever take that back. Right. But that's just reality. Right. You need to take the L acknowledge that you fucked up and then move on and try and do better next time and, and try and pay back taxes, as I said. Right. And you know, listening to the stuff that he's been saying 
vis-a-vis these protests and stuff, you know, it's, it's just an honor to know him. Right. And, and I don't know, I wish we could have done better as allies when we were all on this podcast together, as opposed to just deflecting to him whenever something was like this. Right. And pretty much what I'm trying to say with this is support him, go follow kind of funny games and kind of funny stuff. He's doing the work and he's doing the effort from the top down. Right. We we talk about the video games industry and stuff. I know we were talking very generally just now about like the world at large and like us as people and groups or whatever, but like the, the video game industry is like, is rife with these problems. The video games industry might as well be a microcosm of what I just talked about. Right. And it's awful. And, you know, shout out to all the people in our group that we've been talking to about like these past two weeks or whatever, like Rihanna and, you know, and Cam and, and blessing and, and, you know, people that are putting in the work, even when it's not their job, it's not their job to teach people and make people grow. Right. They're actively trying to teach ignorant people about reality. Right. And, and they're exhausted <laughs> and they, and they should be because it's, fu- so, it's yeah. fucking bullshit. And I don't know, like, we were honored to to have known him and know him now and everyone go and support black creators because it's it's like the, again like i said before you don't get a clap on the back for the bare minimum right so so yeah and i just i and i do want to reiterate like this isn't a holier than now thing like no. i said like this is a this is a continual process for me especially like i'm i'm just a whitey you know what i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm not jewish i'm like, just a twin white he but he like he said he's had to go through hearts as well i'm just white <laughs> i'm just the default uh, I'm, flavor i'm yeah pretty much i'm vanilla um and i i have been guilty in the past of perpetuating problems overtly or subconsciously you know what i mean and like i said it's an ongoing process this isn't a a holier than now thing i feel no. like if you are listening to the show and, and you're white and you know you're you're getting offended or you're getting frustrated by us talking about this Maybe, you know, take a look in the mirror. Like, why is that? Why are you frustrated? You know what I mean? Why are, why are you frustrated when we're simply saying that we need to be more empathetic and be better people to our fellow humans? Yeah. Like, why, why is that making you frustrated? And maybe take a look in the mirror and, and maybe recognize, you know, some, you know, number one, if you're white privilege, you know, yeah. we all have it. I have tons of privilege. Um, and if you're white, you do too. And we have to recognize that. And it's not a, Nobody's saying that, you know, your life doesn't matter or, um, or that, you know, whatever we're saying that like black lives matter, you know, and, mm. and right now, well, not right now for, for <laughs> centuries, Jesus. um, not, not this week, yeah. pretty much forever. Uh, they've been, you know, put down. Right. And like, when we say black lives matter, we're not saying that your life doesn't matter. We're saying that it is not because of the current state of the world, the, the system in place if you look at what's happening it's not obvious that black lives matter like you can't say like if you look at the world and say black lives matter like you're you're blind like clearly like that statement needs to be said because it's not that's not what's being shown right yeah and in, in the current events and in in a myriad of ways and so like i said take a look at at yourself and and you know i'm doing it every day you know what i mean like i constantly um have to like you know think about that like what am i was that thought was that right was that was i doing this wrong you know just like listen be willing to learn um and try to be better yeah not try to be better be better yeah um exactly you know so and and 
again, to, to circle back to what Alex was saying, I wasn't saying the whole thing about anti-Semitism to be like, hey guys, I'm safe from criticism. Com the exact opposite. The Jewish community at large is extremely racist, extremely xenophobic, extremely, they only want to be with themselves. They're, we're a very isolated community naturally. I'm very lucky to have grown up in the town that I grew up in and I'm very lucky to have the dad that I have who is a hard, hard line atheist because, you know, growing up in a exclusively Jewish community would have sheltered me from a lot of these situations, you know, that my friends went through growing up, you know, in high school and, and partially through college. Um, but again, this is not like Alex said, a holier than that situation. I wanted to share that story with you guys in the beginning to, to illustrate to you guys, Hey, if you've seen a photo of me or if you've seen me on Twitter, I'm, I'm white. I'm a white dude. I look like the background character in a fucking like seventh heaven show, right? I'm very average, right? But it can happen to anybody. And if it's not happened to you now, there's a chance that in the future it will happen to you, right? It's not as pervasive as you think, right? And I, I, I don't know if you know the word Gestapo, but it was like the Nazi police during World War II, you know, like there's this there's this line that references World War II where it's like, first they came for these people, then they and I thought I was safe Then they came for these people and then I thought I was safe. Then I, they came for these people. And then slowly over time, the Nazis started to like weed out more and more and more people. Right. And people were silent. People were like, oh, well, we can't do anything. Right. Until finally they came for everyone. And. That's the that's the image I'm trying to illustrate here is that you can't we can no longer sit idly by and be like, it's it, it doesn't affect me. It does affect you. It does. No matter who you are, it affects you now. We are all in this together. We're in this group activity together. It affects you. This is a group project in high school. Fucking participate. White people, black people have done their share of the project, <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. And that's what Alex and I are trying to say. And if this sounds awkward or preachy or shitty, I don't know, bro. It's like we said earlier, it's it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel preachy and it's going to feel holier than thou. But it's something that has to be said. It's something that has to be talked about. It's just essential, right? And even if it was just Alex and I in a room talking about this, it would be beneficial, right? So I implore, I implore white people or people who have any form of privilege, right? To just have that conversation. If you have the energy, if you have the mental space for it, please have this conversation with someone in your life. Because if you if you learn about, even if you just learn about yourself and your own beliefs, and that's more than enough, I think, right? And hopefully you can teach somebody else or, or at least expose some of the truth to somebody else, right? Um, so yeah, that's kind of the radicalization power hour with, with Ian and Alex. Um, <laughs> we're going to list either in the show notes or at the very end of the show, places where you can donate and stuff. Um, if you've been following streams that I've been doing, I've been donating everything that has been kind of a part of my Twitch stream straight to the black lives matter movement. I'm sorry. I'm like mid burp. Um, and that's the bare minimum, right? So there's tons of different ways you can do your, do your part and participate. So please go out and do it. Um, to kind of whiplash to another topic right because we could go out and talk about this ad infinitum um and it's something that needs to be said but this is going to be a long-term conversation not just one time on the podcast um yeah you know we said here what have we been doing this week to wind down amidst the chaos um 
so what I've been doing is, like I said before, I've been streaming a lot. It was my birthday this past week. So for my birthday, uh, I did a 12 hour stream playing a bunch of different games and donating the money at the end of the stream to Black Lives Matter. Um, that's what I've been doing, trying to do my part as best as I can um, to help our black community. Um, I've also been um, moving back to my old house. Um, if you guys have been following the uh, underwater saga of my apartment, uh, my apartment flooded three different times in three different places. Um, my wife and I had to move out of our apartment to a different room in the same complex. Um, so we've been there for like two or three months, like almost the entirety of Corona. Um, it's been really hard. We've had like just a bed and a desk or whatever. So if you've watched the stream or have like listened to the podcast, if things are, if things were echoey back then and sound better now, that's the reason why. Um, so we're back safe and sound, um, trying to decompress from this constant moving back and forth. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think like played a bunch of different games in that stream, played NBA street volume two and three, played Pokemon nice. Heart Gold. Yeah, dude. I, I love those games. And I, I realized also that's those games like exposed me to so much like old school rap music that I never would have ever heard or like not even just rap, like jazz and and different types of like stuff like that, like De La Soul. I don't know if I would have ever listened to De La Soul if it wasn't for NBA Street. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's been happening. Played Valorant, like we said earlier with with Alex. Um, I started playing Control um, and that's been a doozy um for sure um <laughs> alex i know that your greatest fear is being underwater right yeah and did you play subnautica yeah i did so, it's terrifying yeah so i've learned something about myself this week with playing control i don't have any major fears like i have like general fears i would say like i'm afraid of the dark because again okay overactive imagination um, so like when I was a kid, I would look into the dark and like my mind would like think and, and like almost project images onto the dark and they would just freak me the fuck out. Um, yeah, but a, I would say it's a generalized fear. I feel like a lot of people are afraid of the dark, right? Cause you have no idea. You can't see like removing a sensor or whatever. That's a scary situation. Um, but other than that, like, I'm not afraid of water. I'm not afraid of like high places. I'm not afraid of, you know, the, the, the fears that most people have, right? Um, I've learned that uh, control somehow took all of my greatest fears and mixed them into one. Oh no. Which is really, really fucked up. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so I found out that I'm afraid of um, abandoned buildings. Hate that. Yeah. Uh, I hate, yeah. I hate 1950s. There's ghosts and demons in there. What do you say? There's ghosts and demons in those. The places. thing is the ghosts and the demons. If you watch the stream of me playing it, the, that's when I'm most comfortable. When I'm like actively participating in the demonic shit, I'm I'm so down. But like just the empty 1950s styled like government agency hallways, they to quote myself, they twerk me out, dude. I am I got so horrified during the stream. And um, so that's one is empty building, like empty office buildings, horrifying to me. And I learned that actively on stream. I like got through like maybe it was like a four hour stream of control. I got through like maybe an hour's worth of content because I was just trying to avoid the playing the game. Um, so there's one. Uh, number two is I hate like w I love it, but I also am very afraid of like reality bending shit. Um, because again, like with like my uh, mental health stuff, like I constantly question if like I saw something or if I heard something or if I like 
have my internal monologue saying it to myself. So like double guessing your own reality, I think is a, is a giant fear for me that I learned by playing this game. Um, and, and someone during the stream said like, Oh, you would hate Senua. Uh, what is it? Senua's sacrifice thing is what it's called. Yeah. 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 Hellblade. yeah that is supposed to um, emulate the feeling of being schizophrenic. Um, but the thing about that game to me, at least is that that game's like selling point is like, Hey, you know, empathy. Like this is, this is like a situation that people go through, you know, this is, it's like an empathy machine, essentially putting you in this, this shitty situation that someone out there goes through. Um, actually, and to rewind yeah. a little bit from that, when I said empathy machine, it reminded me of something, um, is, uh, I was been watching this YouTuber guy that talks about movies a lot. He's like a movie reviewer or whatever. I think his name is like, um, oh my God, he has the same last name as, um, someone on Funhouse. Ugh, what is it? I'll look it up later. doesn't matter. Um, he says that like lots of different types of media, like movies and video games are empathy machines. They force you via a story to uh, relate to a character, to feel for the character and to manipulate your emotions in a certain way. Um, so everyone's homework this week, because we were talking about empathy and trying to be empathetic is to play a video game with a black main character. Engage with the empathy machine and try and learn. So anyway, that was I, I wanted to give a homework assignment because that's what we do on podcasts, right? That's normal. Um, so anyway. Oh, yeah. Always giving homework assignments definitely. on the OKB's podcast. Definitely. Um, so anyway, was playing Control. I uh, learned that that was horrifying. Brutalist architecture, horrifying. Uh, abandoned buildings, horrifying. And stuff that like messes with reality um, really fucks with me because I've because of like my ADHD and depression stuff, like my memory is really bad now. And like looking and seeing something like, oh, I lost something and then looking back and it's there like that is like a huge fear for me. And there's a moment yeah. in this game where you're walking down like a hallway or whatever. And like, you know, you engage with this character, something happens to them. And this character um, is like a, a head guy at the government facility or whatever. And his posters are everywhere in this building. Right. And then when this thing happens to him, whatever happens, to him, I'm not going to spoil it, um, but it's very early on in the game. Uh, all those posters get replaced with your face. And I instantaneously got chills and I was like, nope, I don't like this anymore. I'm done. Mm -mm, no, I don't <laughs> like this. No, thank you. Um, and like there's weird like Lovecraftian sort of shit in it. But like, like imagine a giant white void with a with a black obsidian pyramid floating down from the sky and it's talking to you, but it's talking to you in radio static and it's like talking to you in riddles where it's like the the um, the director has the sword the sword must be used by the director but it's like it's like reversed and like like radio static and it, it just it's very ugh. it like hits the the it hits the uncanny valley of communication for me right it's like this weird thing where like i mean we kind of talked about like an office building right like an office building is either completely empty or full right this office building has like it's right in that in between that uncanny valley of like the lights are on and like things are on, but nobody's around. And it's like you feel yeah. something is there. Right. Same thing for like the um, like the enemies and like the story is that like things are talking to you. You have objectives, but like they're not human, but they're not not human. Right. And it's like it's like it's very, very creepy. Like same with like reality. Right. Like it's not fake. It's not real. It's like this weird amalgamation of like things are actively always changing around you and you can't trust anything. And it's, it's, oh, it's, I'm getting chills just talking about it. It's, act, it's, 
absolutely fucked and it's so bad. I need to go back and play that. It's amazing. I love it. And I'm, I'm, this is not a negative review. I love that game so much. Um, but I'm I'm learning about myself through this game is that I'm <laughs> never going to an abandoned office building ever in my life, dude. Um, so, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think of other things that have been happening with that. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, oh, I participated. Speaking of things in like the real world or whatever. I am. Um, I am also a video editor over at the YouTube channel, uh, the HQ boys. You can follow them on Twitter. Uh, it's I think it's just at the HQ, uh, like the headquarters HQ boys. Um, we did a live stream, a charity live stream for Black Lives Matter LA. And uh, we did a 12 hour stream. You know, we played some league. We, you know, we played a bunch of different games. We had like challenges or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, and they, they, because they were there in person, I was obviously like teleconferenced in or whatever um, for like some games. They were able to raise $12,000 in 12 hours, which was, Jeez. which was nuts. And again, the HQ boys is a very new thing. It's like started maybe two months ago, three months ago. And to go and like see, we have like maybe a hundred people in our discord or something. And to raise 12 K in 12 hours is like nuts. And it was, it, it, it didn't make me feel good, but it gave me hope. I'm like, dude, fuck. Yeah. Like people care. People want to support something good. And, and this money's going to go to a great cause a necessary cause a needed cause. So it, that was like a little like spot of sunshine in my, in my week, um, in an otherwise very grim week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on, uh, game wise and sort of like real life wise. Oh, by the way, I mentioned it before it was my birthday, I'm 29 years old now. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Seems pretty trivial given the world. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that that's what's been going on back in my I, life for me, separate from the world is slowly returning back to normal by going back to my, you know, old house and, you know, but yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. N- normal is bad. Normal is the status quo. We are developing a new normal after everything that's been changing outside the world and also in my personal life as well. Um, so, so yeah. So we we kind of talked earlier um, about what it means to be a good ally and what you should do to be a good ally. You know, I highlighted those three points of you know educate yourself, you know, um, be accountable, um, and you know. So actually, let me pull it up because I literally just forgot. Uh, it's the three words that I used were history, empathy and accountability. So, again, learn what has been happening in America. Right. And if you already know, learn a little bit more. Do your best to educate yourself as best as you can. You know, be empathetic and understand that people go through things that you might not go through. And again, this is mainly being spoken to, you know, the people who listen to this that are white. Um, but yeah, like POC and black people have done enough and they've suffered enough. It's not for you guys. This is mainly for people that think they can be a better ally. Um, and then again, like I said before, accountability, be accountable for your own actions and understand that you need to acknowledge that you fucked up before you can change. And, and yeah, those are the three sort of points that I want to make that I feel like are important to be a good ally. Um, but Hey, to bookend my own thing, don't fucking listen to me. Talk to someone in your life who is not white, who is a POC or especially a black person on how you can help them individually, right? Because I'm talking very much like in generality, right? I'm like, oh, if I if I wanted to be a good ally, this is how I try and interact with that community. That's how I be a good ally myself. But it's different for every person. Some people just want to be left the fuck alone. And honestly, they deserve that. And some people need a lot of help. And sometimes 
those people need you more than ever, right? So check in on your friends, but also give them privacy. You know, it's different for every person. Um, and yeah, so Alex, do you have any like, not tips, but like anything that you're doing personally to be a good ally? And, and besides the stuff that I was saying earlier? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I linked it on my Twitter uh, a few days ago now. Like you have to probably scroll a little bit, but um, you know, through friends I found like, and just searching myself, found like resources on books and movies and shows to watch. And, um, I've engaged with some of that stuff in the past, like, um, uh, you know, dear white people is a show, uh, that I've watched and you know, that's on, that's on the list. There's, there's a whole list. Um, and it's pretty easy. I think you can just look up, um, like resources for being a white ally and it'll pop up. It's like a, it's like a whole, whole list. So you can Google that, um, find that. Um, there's all sorts of stuff on like white fragility. There's all sorts of resources. Um, uh, so do that number one, but what I've been trying to do is, you know, um, listen, especially in amplifying, you know what I mean? Like, um, retweeting things, you know, sending somebody a message with like, Oh, Hey, check out this podcast, whatever, a video, whatever, just been trying to like highlight people, um, and, uh, in the gaming industry, especially, um, and cause that's kind of like the place that I, that I exist right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, the people who follow me on Twitter, I try to like point to other people and, um, and yeah, so I kind of, I do, I kind of want to do that right now, Ian, if that's okay. Like I've got, we've got a list, uh, or I've got a list at least of some people I want to shout out Sure. that other people should go and listen to. Oh, dude, please uh, go watch. for it. I, I have a, I have a couple people that I want to shout out to if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so number one, um, when we kind of highlight, we kind of shouted out some people quickly at the end of the show last week, um, go, go listen to all those people as well. Also go check out, uh, our friend Rihanna from what's good games. I play apex a lot with re call of duty. We've, we've been friends for ages. Um, and we play a lot of games together and, um, re's been killing it this week. She was on, um, she's been leading a lot of good conversations over at what's good games, especially, but she was also on inside gaming. Um, she was on animal talking, um, it, all these like huge shows Rihanna was on. So go check all those out. Go follow her uh, at Rihanna tweets now on Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can catch her over at what's good games. Um, yeah, she's doing, she's killing it. Uh, so go, go, go check her out. Uh, if you haven't already, um, black girl gamers is a, um, it's kind of like an online platform or like safe space for, for black women in gaming. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, they have a lot of very, um, insightful things to say. And I've been, I've, I've actually, it's a recent follow for me, honestly. Mm. Um, I know they've been around for a while. I just recently, I think since like 2015, um, and I've kind of just been, you know, hit the follow button, trying to learn more. Um, you can go follow them on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash black girl gamers. Uh, and Satchel Drake's is up next. Satchel oh. is one of my favorite mm. YouTubers, um, Same. video creators, um, been following his work for a long time. He does video essays, um, really long ones that are really cool and really smart and, um, have a lot to say. And, um, and also yeah, so go follow Satchel. And also we YouTube. found out this month that he is also a Teaneck native, that hometown that I was talking about that is pre predominantly black and Jewish. He's from that town. We, we, uh, just miss each other. I think in terms of like graduating from, uh, our public high school or whatever. So that's wild. Yeah. And, and that was another thing is like, I posted something about Teaneck this week and, and Satchel and I like had a conversation about it and like talking about our hometown. And again, that was like another heartwarming thing to be like, Oh, like there are people in Teaneck out there that I can like, that are 
good people. And, you know, it, it's, it felt good. It felt good to interact with people from the hometown, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So go check out Satchel, youtube.com slash Satchel Drakes. You're going to love it if you like games, if you like analysis. Uh, one of the best video producers out there. Mm. And uh, also his Instagram is cool. He does this thing where he's got a series where he takes um, old video game covers, like the N64 boxes, you know, GameCube boxes, whatever, like all these old game boxes mm. and um, associate, associates them with Pantone colors, which is a popular like... Um, uh, I guess database of colors Ooh. that like, designers use mm. and he like matches them up with the swatches from, from Pantone. It's really cool. Um, it's very like visual art based. And then he had a series. I don't know if he's still doing it, um, but I really liked it. I think he does it occasionally still mm. um, on his Instagram where he talks, he like pretends he's the uh, photographer from Pokemon snap. Oh my um, God. And, and like takes photos from Pokemon snap and like, sets them inside like he set dresses this whole photo so <laughs> he'll like have like if it's like a water pokemon you know on the outside of the photo like he'll it's like a photo within a photo essentially it's hard to explain um really cool stuff but he's kind of like fulfilling that pokemon poke like what would pokemon snap trainer be like if you had an instagram mm. uh and so that's a really cool series to follow uh, that satchel does um and a couple of last ones for me then i'll let ian take over a uh, player player podcast uh, with Joseph Hooper, Hooper and uh, Arson Lakba. Uh, talk about games. I, I love this show. I've been listening for a while. Very positive, very fun. Um, they also had a very insightful episode that they just put up, um, kind of talking about their experiences as living as black men and you know intersecting with games and that sort of culture, as well as just growing up and their experiences. So um, go check them out. Player Player Podcast. It's an awesome video game podcast on all major podcast platforms. Uh, and then lastly, two more nightlight, a horror movie podcast, uh, our friend Prince Jackson hosts that. If you are um, a fan of horror movies, I unfortunately am, not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a big baby, but if you are a horror movie podcast or a horror movie fan, go check out that podcast again, it's called nightlight. And then don't want to forget to shout out AJ from fanatics Four, yeah. one of our good friends, the homie, um, Nintendo focused YouTube channel, go check out fanatics Four. AJ does awesome work. Yeah. That's those are the people I wanted to shout out for sure. For sure. Um, so people that I wanted to shout out is the rusty rupees podcast. Um, they're a bunch of good dudes. They had me on a while back to talk about one piece and stuff. Um, and I think they call, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but they called it, um, the anime cookout. Uh, so like the, the feeling of being on that podcast was so awesome because those guys, it's like four or five guys and, and just being able to talk about just anime and it's like, fun and comfortable community was like so great especially in the anime community where it always feels so toxic and shitty um it it was this nice oasis you know and and it was really really cool i highly recommend you listening to the rusty rubies podcast um rusty rupees podcast and that's led over there by a good friend of ours shadow kami also known as darren simmons jr he's the he's a good friend of ours and i highly recommend giving both of those a follow um, if you like anime and video games and stuff like that. Um, so there's, that's one. Another one is someone that I actually work with at, um, the HQ boys, which is digital dev X, um, and digital dev, AKA dev. Uh, he is very much into, uh, like retro games and stuff like that. He has a lot of those, um, emulation machines that take the original hardware, uh, or sorry, they're able to take the original hardware and emulate 
from the machine, if that makes any sense. So it's not like you're emulating on a computer. It's like you're emulating through like a actual box. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very much into like retro tech and and PC stuff and um, highly recommend giving Dev a follow. He's a good dude and knows what he's talking about. Uh, He recently started to do uh, YouTube videos again. Uh, So if you're into like retro consoles, please go check him out. Um, I have another one that I um, want to hit you all up with, uh, and that is Ify Wadiway. Um, he is a actor. He uh, is also a Twitch streamer, um, and you follow him on Twitter as at I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E, um, and he is a comedian. The way that I found him was he was on a college humor series. Um, that It was a D&D series, uh, and he is hilarious on there, and he is so good in that. Uh, he also his Twitch streams, he does like Yakuza games and Valorant and like, he's a really good Twitch streamer. I highly recommend him. Um, and let me see, I think there's one more. And then obviously we want to shout out our contemporaries, our friends, like people who we kind of like came up in the games industry or like games media press at the same time with, obviously we talked about him last time, but Nabishin, AKA Brian Jackson, that's Nabishin one eight six on Twitter. Uh, you know, our, collaborator co-collaborator site sister site whatever you want to call it irrational passions you know we've known um brian for a long time he's a good dude and i highly recommend just giving him a follow giving him some love he's been streaming recently um and then i'd be remiss obviously if i didn't mention Jarrett john also from irrational passions um very insightful dude very down-to-earth dude a philly guy and yeah oh and then obviously we talked about him last week as well we have um emmett watkins jr that is ej sponge 61 on twitter good friend of ours and again now he's starting to start make making podcasts and videos and stuff like that um yeah i know that we just said a bunch of names at you guys but i we wouldn't recommend these people a if they weren't our friends and b if we didn't think that their their voices and their opinions didn't matter like we wouldn't we wouldn't be saying that they're worth the follow they're worth the interaction because you know we have lots of love in our hearts for all these people and we think that it would be good, especially given the circumstances to amplify those voices because they deserve it. Not only because they make amazing shit, but because they're our friends and we love them very much. So do your due diligence and go and listen to one of these podcasts sometime this week, please. That's your homework. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so anything else you want to say, Alex, before we start sort of wrapping up or. No, I think that's it for me. Just, you know, be empathetic, be willing to listen, be willing to learn. And, uh, be willing to, you know, improve yourself. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's ultimately as far as like action items, um, for white people that are listening mm. to this, like we need to be better. We need to listen and, uh, use your platform. No, you know, no matter how big or small, you know, we're not the biggest podcast in the world, but we're trying to have a conversation and, you know, we hope that you have that conversation if you have a platform as well. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Um, yeah, so kind of to just echo what Alex said earlier. This conversation, if you listen to our podcast for a long time, it's very easy for us to talk about video games, right? It's something that we know it's our pocket, as as we say, right? And we can talk about those things like ad infinitum, like forever. Um, these conversations are inherently difficult, right? Because acknowledging your own faults and acknowledging that, you know, that you fucked up is hard, no matter who you are, Right. And especially when it comes to something this big, right? So I implore everybody to acknowledge the fact that we can all do a little bit better because I want to make sure that in the future things get better, 
Okay. And we can't do that if we stay the same. So, so yeah, that's it. Do better this week. Do better today, if not for yourself, for everyone else. So thank you so much for letting me host this week, Alex. I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm glad that we could have this conversation. Thanks for hosting. Oh, dude, of course. I, I felt like, you know, I really wanted to. I wanted to take the reins because you, you're going through enough stress. So why not just offload it to me? I got you. Um, and yeah, so I guess before we sign off, you know, BLM, DYP, Black Lives Matter, do your part. Okay. Uh, I have been Ian. You can find me on Twitter at Ian, why not? You can find me on Twitch at the same place, you know, Ian, why not? Um, Alex, do you want to say your sign off and then we'll, we'll get out of here? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at it's Van Aiken on Twitter and Instagram. I, I do, I've been, I kind of had videos ready to go up last week. I decided to hold them. Uh, I think I'm going to start, I might publish one this week. So stay tuned over on, uh, youtube.com slash okay beast. If you're a patron, uh, you should be getting an email soon about being able to watch that early. So yeah, that's it for this week. Beautiful. All right. Well, everyone again, uh, stay safe you know, take care of yourself mentally, take care of what you need to do. If you need to go and protest, just make sure that you're doing your best to stay safe. Okay. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening. We care about you until next time. I've been Ian and that was OK Beast episode 191. Until next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.